When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Financials Podcast Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty and I'm your host and also a CFP, which stands for a Certified Financial Planner. And it is very exciting, but we have one of our guests back from the 2019 season. I think she's one of the few females with a male name. So welcome back, Gary. Thank you. And so for our listeners, your name is because that's the name of your car. Yes, it is. My How's Gary? name is the girl's name. Gary's doing great. Uh, he's running well. And uh, I've almost completely paid him off. I think he's done next month. So very oh, excited. The free and clear. I know. I know. We're going to start looking into Gary too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have some big news. Um, and it kind of goes with a theme for the podcast that we're publishing right now because we have been talking a lot about home buying and home refinancing. Yes. So you are on that that train. I am. So we talked about this a little bit last time. I actually just listened to uh, the podcast from last year. And apologies to everyone for my vocal fry. But uh, so we were looking to potentially purchase something at the end of this year. However, my boyfriend and I came across a deal really that seems really exciting and um so we've started that process a little bit early so the general gist of this place there is a new condo building that's going in in downtown raleigh that uh has not started construction yet it's just a construction fence right now it's right across the street from our favorite bakery so that is a bonus huge perk (laughs) i know i know that's actually how we found it we uh we're at the bakery and and Googled the project that was on the construction fence. And so it ticked so many of the boxes of what we wanted. What it, we had originally talked about was essentially we are not needing a lot of space. Neither one of us want children, which is a bonus uh, that we're on the same page there. And that you talked about that early because that's something you don't. Oh, know. yes. One thing you'll find is, as you know, going through this, proce- this whole uh, house process, I have zero chill and I will talk about everything many times. You know, we talk about finances all the time. We talk about what we want. Uh, we know that for our future goals, um, we both want to focus on travel. Uh, we're both in similar industries. So 
we are on the same page as far as we want to keep our expenses as low as possible so that we can afford to do really whatever else we want. Mm -hmm. Houses, again, we are on the same page. We don't really value space. Um, I'm a former New Yorker, so that comes with the territory and he just doesn't take up that much space. Um, we wanted <laughs> walkability. I know he doesn't really have that much stuff. He doesn't Where do you shop. find one of those that doesn't have that much stuff and doesn't take that much I know, I know. He, he's quite the gem. It makes it, you know, wonderful because I have a bit of a shopping problem. So it makes it so I can have all of the stuff I want. But we recently adopted a dog and we wanted someplace very walkable so we can take her out. And that ended up, oh, the other thing we realized is that neither one of us ever want to do yard work. Um, okay. We don't have green thumbs. We don't enjoy gardening. So it essentially brought us to the fact that we don't want a house. We want either a condo or a townhouse. Um, he owns his townhouse right now. So this would be a another place for us. So we saw this construction project. Um, it ticked so many of the boxes. It's in a really cool neighborhood. Um, it's up and coming. There are a ton of other projects planned for the area. So it seems like the right time to try to get in there. Okay. Um, and so we talked to uh, our real estate agent and um, their team, I guess their development team and their real estate agents, and decided to start the process cautiously. They required a $1,000 down payment that is fully refundable uh, in order to reserve a unit. We could pick which unit we wanted okay. and essentially to guarantee us rights of like first right of refusal when they do their contracts in a couple weeks. So I haven't seen the contract. I don't really know what else is in there. I don't know HOA fees, okay. but it seemed like everything else was good enough to at least, you know, put a no risk deposit on yeah, it. No risk just, deposit. It's great. Yeah. So uh, a couple things about the project that it is a brownfield construction, which okay. uh, if any of the listeners don't know what that is, um, I'm in the uh, design and construction industry. So I was familiar with this, but essentially what it means is that there was a business on the property previously that could have contaminated the soil in some way is super common. I am sure that every single new development project in say New York city is a brownfield construction. <laughs> um, it's, it's basically, it's just like you had a gas station there or you had, in our case, it was a mechanic. So there, um, you yes. know, could have been, um, sort of you know, some it. car fluid. Yes. Um, and so with that comes from benefits, essentially to build on a brownfield site, the developer has to go through a whole bunch of hoops to um, deem the places safe. So they have to uh, essentially excavate all the dirt right. and so bring in soil, new dirt. Soil testing, yeah. water testing, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's not that you're going to get an unsafe place. It's just it's more expensive to build on that. And to compensate that, many cities, including Raleigh, they give a whole bunch of tax credits in order to make that financially feasible for developers to do. Because the city doesn't want, you know, an abandoned gas station or whatever on <laughs> um, the lot either. So um, that is the site that this is on. It's already been cleared. And the developer is passing that savings off to the condo owners. So what that means, is for the first five years of ownership, there's a sliding scale of how many city, how much city tax I would pay. Okay. Um, 
essentially the first year it, you only pay 10% of your city tax. The next year, it's, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it's something like 20%, then it's about 50%, then 70%. And then after that fifth year, you are back to paying 100% of your taxes. Okay. Um, it ends up netting out to be about a 50% savings for those for five years. For five years. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, an, that's so, a little perk. I know. That's nice. And if we sell the place, we can transfer that savings to the new owner. Okay. So if you sell it in year three, they would remain, they would continue to have that basically yes. abatement for those two years. Okay. Yes. I can't remember if I said the condo itself, the base price is 440000 No, base um, price is important. That's with no upgrades, yeah. right? And so that's Correct. usually builders price that pretty low because they assume you're going to want to put in a nicer countertop or different floors, right? Correct. Do they give you a range of like, you know, package one with minor updates is X and package two with, you know, top of the line updates is... They have started to do that um, as far as what these things would do. The contract mm-hmm. is going to be on the base price, and then they're going to handle all upgrades as change orders along the construction process. Okay. However, going back to that, I have no chill. Um, <laughs> I was reaching out to the developer uh, saying that I am going to need to see a full set of construction drawings before um, I am interested in signing a contract, which they did send over. Oh, that's great. So, Yes. So between my boyfriend and I, who are both in the design and construction industry, um, I know exactly what the developer is paying for his upgrades. <laughs> so uh, I can essentially decide based on what they are going to pass that cost off to us, if it's worth it or not. Okay, good. Um, and so then we can make that decision based on you know what we want versus what we could potentially just go in and do ourselves later for for less. So that's a good bonus. If if anyone is looking to potentially do new construction, ask for your specs list and Google everything on the list and see if you can get the prices of it. So, you know, if they say, you know, every light fixture is an upgrade is, you know, an extra thousand dollars, but that light fixture is only a hundred bucks, you might as well just not do it and do it yourself later. Yeah, that's a nice little but secret tip there. Thank you. You're welcome. I think the other one is that renderings are um, lies. And don't get your hopes up based on renderings because those are usually just, um, you know, an artist's interpretation of what the building might look like. <laughs> um, so don't don't rely on those. But yeah, so anyway, other things about this, uh, they have a preferred lender through Wells Fargo okay. that has agreed to do a 0.5% closing fee okay. um, plus $700 for uh the legal fees to close okay. the um, costs for my real estate agent and their real estate agent is being paid for by the developer. Ooh. Um, yes. And I'm sure there's going to be other fees on top of it that I just don't realize are even there, but that should cover the vast majority of us. So we could close for give or take maybe, you know, $5,000. Right. Cause yeah, you're going to probably have other closing costs. So I'm um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like title, um, it's a brand new property, so there's not going to be any liens against it. Yeah, the legal fees, title, you normally, sometimes, you don't have to, there's, since there's no one living there, if someone's living there, you have to, like, pay them back the te- some of the taxes, like, mm-hmm. property tax, but that's not going to be the case. But, yeah, there'll definitely be other fees. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head what I pay. Yeah, I'm sure it's, you know, to have the 
deed be put in our name through the city. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't necessarily have any any inspection fees because it, it's a new construction. You might still have an inspector, though. Or you need, you know what you need to get? You're going to need to get a CO, Certificate of o- Occupation. Of Occupancy? Yeah. yeah. Probably. So, yeah, I'm assuming that there's going to be some things. I'm basically budgeting for 10000 I just don't think it's going to quite hit that no, high no. because there's, there's um, so much of it is already being taken care of through the bank and the legal clothes. Perfect. Yeah, this sounds very exciting. And so now your boyfriend is going to sell his townhome, which he owns, correct? Yes. So I can technically afford this unit by myself with my salary. Um, okay. I got a raise this year. I got a really nice bonus. Well, yes, and... so remind us all what you're making. Yes. So I was making last year uh, 150 and change. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just got a 6% merit increase. So now I make 159,400, I believe. Nice. And uh, yes, which is great. And then I got a 30% bonus, which was lovely. And my boss was very generous. That's fantastic. So you got about $45,000? Yes. Well, pre-tax. Um, oh, pre-tax. And then, you know, when it's my 401k and everything. So I ended up getting about half that, let's say, um, in my check. Then uh, I got $27,000 in stock that they gave me with the, although that does vest so I don't have any of that now okay. but it was it's great and so with the new salary of 159 technically I could afford a you know $450,000 condo by myself but uh, I don't want to and so what we've decided might work for us and that's what I want to talk to you about is to have my boyfriend sell his um, townhouse townhouses in his neighborhood have been going really consistently for about uh 200,000 and mm-hmm. which he would probably get about half of that conservatively um from the sale. Okay. He owns outright about a little more than half of his um townhouse right now and so between that and closing costs and whatever I'm just going to assume that he's going to get about say okay. 90 to 100,000 okay from that sale. So what we would want to do is I would put down 20% in cash on this uh, condo and then he would roll over his earnings as well from the townhouse into that to essentially put down two down payments on this condo so that we can get a mortgage on um, say 300,000 instead of 350 plus mass skills and uh, keep our monthly expenses really low. Okay. So you're thinking of, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. So the concept sure. is so that you both go in 50, 50 as you each, we'll just round the, we'll just say the condo start with all upgrades or anything. We'll just say 500 to keep it even for the, for the okay. nurse. So then you each put in a hundred K for a down payment and have a $300,000 mortgage with a 500 like that, yeah. value condo. And the strategy for that is, so you have a low monthly payment, right? So keep the cost. Yes. Really low. Okay. So the flip side of it is you could still do 20% total or even do 30% down. So each do 15 rather than essentially doing 40% down mm-hmm. um, because interest rates are very, very low. Yes. You could, and they just dropped again, which just is dropped again, which right. is great. So if you can lock yourself in on a low interest rate, I think they would be, it'd be worth considering, you know, maybe not putting quite as much down because what else could you do with the money if you have mm-hmm. it available? 
Now, yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of weigh is pros con with you to, yeah. to figure out what we want to do. Because I think some of the reasoning behind this is your jobs are not as secure because you're um, in the construction and, and interior space. So those can kind of mm-hmm. ebb and flow with the economy, I guess, right? Yes, definitely. Which, you know, if the economy is not doing well, the market might not be doing well either. So if that mo- those monies were invested, that could be difficult. That being said, as long as you both have healthy emergency funds, I do think it's way, it's, it would be important to weigh out how much you put down versus what the interest rate is. Okay. Because if you can lock in like a 3% interest rate, I would say put less down. Okay. And even maybe what you do then is did you look at a 30-year versus a 15-year? A 15-year is a much leaner mortgage. Okay. So here's like another way to do it. You could take out a 30-year because you could lock yourself in for the 30-year payments, which is going to be the lower monthly rate. But you could Uh plan on trying to pay it off in 15, but then God forbid you lost your jobs, you just go back to your regular monthly payment that's required and don't make excess payments. Okay. So essentially then if we are getting that 30-year fix, then we would... Let's run the numbers. Um, Okay. Because maybe that's what I would do because I understand you want to make sure that you're mitigating potential risk with income in the future. But so let's say you put, you take out, um, we'll just use round numbers. So we'll say that it's 500 off the, all the upgrades. Cause I have a feeling base, base usually come, they usually do come in a bit higher. So yeah. if it comes in 10% higher, um, you're at like 480, right? Yeah. That makes um, sense. So then let's say you put a hundred down. So then the mortgage is 380 and let's say you get an interest rate of 3.5, um, on a 30 year, that monthly mortgage, you know, just principal and interest, right. is going to be mm-hmm. 1700. Okay. Then, um, if you looked at a 15 year, it is going to be like roughly 2,700. Okay. But if you took the 30 year out, right. Mm-hmm. You can always see about a 20 year too. That's 2,200, but let's just use 15 and 30. If you take the 30 year out and God forbid you lost your jobs, you're just on the hook for the 1700 plus insurance mm-hmm. taxes. But if you have really good income, you could be making a principal payment once a year with half your bonus if you want. Okay. You see, I think that you should give yourself as many opportunities. Or maybe one year you make you take your bonus and you don't have any trips planned and you throw it on the, the principal. And then maybe one year you have a big trip plan and you don't do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because you could always get the mortgage paid. You can always dump a bunch of money on the mortgage if you want to. Mm-hmm. You can't undo that. Uh, I mean, you could, yes, take a credit line against your house because you'll have a lot of equity in it, but I would be nervous for you to put that money. It's gone. Yeah. It, it's essentially gone. Or if you want to get it, you have, you have to, it's not as readily available as it is in the bank. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would, and I know there's like some people that go against doing the 30 year. Um, I just like that. It, it, it's so right now with interest rates being so low. And if you definitely know you can make principal payments in the future, I think that's the better way to go and giving yourself more cash for other things. Yeah. I I mean, that's what we were assuming to do. Um, Really not for any other reason than um, just to keep our monthly payments low. And I mean, who, who these days stays in one place for 30 years. So we're assuming that we would not end up paying that full. Yeah. um, Interest anyway. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you could put it as an investment. Right. And then, cause you still have a really low interest rate locked in, but yeah. And then if you decide to leave, you decide to leave, you can sell it. I would be hesitant to put like to each put down 20%. 
just okay. where the interest rates are. I, I would compromise. And then if you don't, if you want to do more than 20, do 30, but I wouldn't put 40% down. I would then just keep, you know, keep that liquid in an emergency fund and use it in one other area of your life. It's, it's a, that's a lot of cash if you're, you're both throwing in like 80,000. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Our go-to is definitely to save as much as possible and, you know, keep everything as, as low, but that's essentially what we are going back and forth. And I'm glad that we were able to reschedule this podcast because, you know, it is a lot of cash to put down if there's something and, and, you know, with a 3.5% mortgage rate combined with, or versus let's say, you know, say 6% in the market. What I was going to say. Right. You know, you might as well go that way, even though with the market just, you know, took a bit of a dive. Yeah. Overall over the next, let's just say you keep the house for 30 years, which is a long time, but over the next 30 years, you should average better than 3.5 in the market. So it's okay. Yeah. You're giving yourself leverage. Great. Yeah. Because if you had to, if you both lost your jobs and you could live off of the cash, right? Yeah. It to have a dozen one versus having, I would say you want to have a, a bigger emergency fund. Uh, you know, then, yeah. Equity in your house. Yeah. Um, so in that way, would it make more sense for, now we, me and my boyfriend are not married. Our assets are not combined. Would it make more sense in that way for when he sells his townhouse to actually roll as much as that is possible into the new place. So to try to avoid capital gains tax so and then I hold onto my cash or, you know, pay him in the difference or whatever. We'll figure that out. But so does that make sense? Is like a 1031 exchange where okay. you sell uh, one property and roll it directly into the next property. And that's for investment properties. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. With the primary residence, you get a capital gain exclusion per person for selling of up to two fifty, where you don't pay okay. capital gains tax. So he'll be below that amount. Okay. So he, he shouldn't have to worry about that as long as he's lived there for um, the rest of uh, the required time, and then you get the capital gain exclusion, which is one of the great features of a primary residence: the tax break uh, that you get when you sell it, but also when you know you get a little bit of a tax break with the interest that you get on the mortgage. Um, okay. So it works really well both ways. I, but I think you're thinking of a 1031 exchange. If you work in that industry, you'll hear people having to resell a property and then reinvest it within a certain time frame to not pay tax. Yeah, I think that's what we were thinking of. Yeah. But he's that, that doesn't apply. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that um, doesn't apply with a primary. Um, so what I think would be good is you each figure out, I think it's important that you're 50-50 in it because you're not married. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because then it's just going to be really clean. If God forbid something happened, you each know what you put in, and it's fifty-fifty split down the middle. So that's why right. I figure out what that percentage is. If you both, um, the, you know, instead of both putting in twenty and doing forty, maybe you decide to put thirty percent down as a down payment, and you each contribute fifteen percent, and then split right. closing costs fifty-fifty. It wouldn't be a bad idea. It just depends on where you are to maybe get something drafted up that you're both putting in, just have it all documented. Um, I don't think you should rush to get married just because you're buying a property together, but I don't think it would actually hurt to say, now that we own a real asset together, this is how we would split it if anything happened. That's a great idea. And we've actually talked about doing that. Um, Again, in the not having any chill, we've definitely talked about everything from, you know, 
prenuptial agreements to writing something up and and ha- for this property to writing something up with our dog um should anything happen like we will we will have it pre-figured out our mindset is always to you know make decisions when you love each other instead of when you hate each other yes. so that you can set each other up in a loving way for the future instead of you know trying to ruin each other later on Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a, a good thing. Because I don't think you need to get married to live to you obviously don't need to get married yeah. to like buy a place together and live together. You're already doing that. But um I do think that it makes sense that because now you're combining assets that you might have something drafted. Because I a hundred percent agree if God forbid you break up in a year or two years after you've been living together and you own it together, how are you going to kind of have it already pre-mapped out of how it would get split is ideal. And I think going into it fifty fifty makes it really easy. That's great advice. Um, so in that way, since we won't be married when we are potentially getting this property, it is not his first property, but it is my first property that we're buying. Can I take advantage of any sort of first-time home buyer um, tax credits if I'm co-signing with him? So there are first-time home buyer um, programs. Usually it's so that you don't have to do a big down payment. Oh, okay. But- well. But you want to do That's the down payment yeah. off because otherwise then you pay PMI. And since you have the cash to do it and you're making good money, I would say 20 to 30 percent down. And then the rest, you know, make sure you have well-funded emergency funds since the jobs mm-hmm. can be a little cyclical for you and your boyfriend. The other option is you can take money. Um, you can borrow against retirement to do this. I don't want you to do that, though. You have the money. OK, so. Um, unless there's one that I haven't heard of, but it's typically first time home buyers is like to help someone get into a house when the down payment is the obstacle. Um, Got it. we just had someone on the podcast and they went through a first time home buying, um, and they only had to put 3% down. Oh really? Yeah. Which is a big difference in 20. That is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm not, I will, I'll look into this and I can get back to you on it, but I don't think that you're going to need the assistance of a first time home buyer program. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I think with, you know, between this and capital gains, it's a lot of buzzwords and I definitely don't know what most of them mean. Um, So I was like, what about this? What about that? But, um, you know, I'll look into it on my end as well. I don't even know in North Carolina what that really means, um, whether it is a, like you're saying, a down payment or if it's a tax credit or or if that still exists with um, all the tax payments that have happened over the past couple of years. I have no idea. You'll definitely get a tax break owning um, since you're in a high income bracket. It's not a huge tax break, but you will get a little bit of a tax break for owning versus renting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. So that will be helpful for you. Yeah. Any little bit helps, right? But yeah, as I think most of the first time home buyers are, re- are really about down payment can be a big obstacle to getting into your first home. And you could see if they have anything as a first time home buyer, if you get a lower rate, that would be the one thing I think that maybe could work to your advantage, but I, you're better off. You have the money for the down payment and um, the closing costs. So I think you're better off. I don't know if you'll qualify for, for that if you, if you have the funds, but you can look into it and I can definitely see if I see anything for um, your area. Great. And then my next question is always then after, say, this is said and done, we're in the house and everything's great. And we, um, oh, the other nice thing about new construction, I was listening to uh, one of the episodes you did a little while ago, um, new construction is uh, under warranty for a year. So hopefully there will not be major so that issues. That is a fantastic thing. And that is one thing we, uh, we did a little podcast on home buying and Alex and I both bought properties and we both had our f- brand new furnaces go. Yeah, I did. I 
I was like, what Listen to are that. you it's on? infuriating. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, there's definitely pros cons to doing new construction. I think being in the industry, I'm weirdly a little more comfortable with it than um, maybe the average person, but it would be under warranty for the first year. However, um, you know, you are at the whims of construction. So yes. it's, they're telling us it should be done in, you know, summer of next year. I know that probably means fall or winter of next year, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, are fine where we are right now. So we have uh, the luxury of being able to wait and see. So if something else comes along the way, then that'd be great. But um, yeah, this, right now, that seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, this seems like it takes all the boxes. It's in the area you want. It's going to be brand new. You get some say on, you know, upgrades and changes. You're getting a tax abatement. You know, you don't have to pay the, the property tax for the first five years, only 50%. Um, so it sounds like a lot of great things and, and the price seems right. Like if, if your boyfriend's is like, well, it's 200 and this one's a little over four and you could, I mean, you could easily afford, afford this on your own, but you're going to go into it together. Um, and it's by the bakery, which is key. Um, yes. Very key. Yeah. I think this all sounds good. So I think my advice would be, um, talk to the lenders and find out. I don't know with new construction when you actually lock in your interest rate. So I would find out about that. And then okay. I would sit down with your boyfriend and, figure out where you're comfortable with the down payment between 20 and 30%. And then just make sure you both have really solid emergency funds. Okay. Uh, and I would look to do the 30 year mortgage, depending on the interest rates, and then maybe make a plan of how much you're both going to contribute extra to get it knocked down faster, you know, Okay. because then that way you have flexibility. If you decide, you know, one month or one year, you know, is a big year for you two with lots of vacations or maybe the bonuses aren't as good, then you don't have to make those principal payments. Right. So it just gives that flexibility. It gives, it gives a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Great. Does this help? Oh, so much. We were going a little crazy. I know when I, I sent you over all my questions, they're a bit long-winded, but we're just, you know, for how much we know about the construction industry, we are very new to real estate and we just don't really know what we're doing. So we're trying to learn before we sign anything. No, <laughs> Try to make hard. the best I, possible. I mean, yeah, and I think it's always good. Um, you're going to have attorneys. Um, you can make sure they look over the contract. I'd also find someone that you really trust who's done this before. Um, new construction is unique compared to, you know, buying a home that someone's already living in. Um, and you are in the industry, but it wouldn't hurt to have, if you knew someone who's already done this, um, to have them look it over and give them their, you know, get their two cents about what would they have done differently when they were buying new construction? Like anything you should look out. That's a good idea. Actually, um, uh, some good friends of ours, we kind of have both, boxes ticked. Some good friends of ours just did new construction um, elsewhere in Raleigh. They just moved in about a year ago. Okay. And then uh, one of our other good friends, her husband is a real estate attorney. So I will be buying him lots of wine and yeah. asking him to Always look everything over. A second opinion on, on those. Things. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, maybe there is something that they would have done differently. Maybe not. But then that way you can hear from someone who did it recently, you know, what to kind of look out for. Um, but yeah, but I would definitely err on this, like with interest rates being so low and you having such good income at, at the time, I would err on putting 20% to 30% down, locking in a 30 year, maybe doing a principal payment strategy, but then giving yourself the flexibility that you could also invest that money and do other things with it. Perfect. Alrighty. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Because yeah, now that you've already maxed out your IRA and your 401k contributions, the next thing for you was clearly going to be to buy a place, which you're checking that box really soon. And then from there, it's just continuing to, you know, put away money. You would just do kind of your own investment account at that point. Okay. Yeah. That would be my next question is, you know, how do I 
keep taking advantage of my salary while I have it. When you're doing, yeah, you're doing all the right things. You're maximizing all of the retirement. You're living well below your means. And then, so then from there, once you're in the house and you get it furnished and all that, then I would say when you're back into saving mode again, then save in an investment account. As long as you have a good, healthy uh, emergency fund. Yes. I think we talked last time of keeping mine at around 30K and then um, we'll just have to figure out with my boyfriend's exactly what his needs to be. He's a pretty good saver too. So, um, and he can roll over the house earnings into that and just kind of leave it, which would be great. Yeah, that's perfect. And then just make sure it's in a high yield savings so you're getting paid something on it. Yes. Mine is currently, I'll have to check on his. Just have to check on his. Okay, perfect. I know. Well, you're doing awesome. It's fun to do a check-in and hear all these good things. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really great. I loved your advice last year. Definitely went through and and, uh, made the changes and paid off some things that we had discussed. So um, it just set me up so that now that when this opportunity came along, I was prepared for it. You know, it's a little earlier than we thought, but um, I had been saving. So it's all, uh, all the doors are opening. Really exciting. Awesome. Well, yeah, definitely keep us posted on how it goes. Maybe we'll have you on next Thanks. year and you'll be in, in the house then. Okay. Yeah, we can do it from the house. You can come visit, come, yeah. come to Raleigh. <laughs> we can do it live from Raleigh. <laughs> that sounds pretty yes. Well, thank you for coming back on for the follow-up. It was great to have you on Gary. And then thank you Barbara. for all of our listeners, you, if you like us, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes And then we are launching our second class this month, which you can find at www.planancial.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.